Hey guys, welcome to the Still Moving Podcast with Dom and Toby. We're both two good friends living out our freelance photography and filmmaking careers. And we want to take some time out to share the highs and lows and the behind the scenes of what that looks like day to day. Hope you enjoy. Hello, mate. Five foot... Oh. <laughs> I think you should do the countdown. I quite liked that. It feels a bit iCarly, doesn't it? Did you ever watch iCarly? No. Right. How are you, bro? Yeah, I'm doing good, mate. I'm doing good. It's a fine Monday. Nice shirt. It is. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. My wife bought it for me. She has good taste, although I did send her the link to it. So. Ha <laughs> 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 Yeah, we are. Um, it was a little Christmas pr- uh, crimbo. Christmas present. Crimbo and Christmas are the same thing. It's I'm nice. not really with it. I feel like I need another little coffee to get me uh, juiced up for today. I'm feeling, feeling pretty mellow. Feeling mellow? Mellow. Ooh. It's a great word, isn't it? Delightful. <laughs> How are you, mate? I'm good, bro. I'm all right. I'm, um... How am, how am I? Do you know what? I'm fine. I had a couple of days of shooting this weekend, back to back. Pretty tired from it. Just taking a bit of time off. B to B. B to B. B to B, A to B, C to Z. Yeah, and that's how we get things done. So... <laughs> oh um, brilliant yeah you were away for like a week weren't you doing um this and that yeah i had the pleasure of staying in some premier inns which i haven't done in a while which do you know what go on yeah yeah no, i'm saying do you know what yeah i'm, I'm on do you, board with that. <laughs> do you know what yeah um which weirdly <laughs> it, although it's a premier inn it's quite it's quite novelty isn't it it's quite nice it is. so it actually is I, i've always compared premier inn to EasyJet. you know what i mean like you know oh, what you're gonna get. Absolutely. Yeah. From start to finish. And it's thirty between thirty and forty quid for a night. We like that. That's, we like that a lot. You know. It's actually weirdly more expensive than some EasyJet flights now that you've said that, but you know. <laughs> That is true. Which is crazy. I think as well, Premier Inn, you can't compare it to Travel Lodge. I've I've stayed at a Travel Lodge before. Ooh, yeah. And um after a shoot and I arrived and I kid you not, I went straight to the bathroom to use the toilet. I opened it up and I was a massive turd like coming out of the water <laughs> in the toilet and i was like this is not the premier and experience but it was the travel lodge and oh, then oh, the was that travel lodge was it that was travel lodge and the oh. towels weren't folded properly they're already messy and that's that sounds really privileged but do you oh. know what i mean when you pay for a hotel room you're expecting folded towels that's, that's not privilege that is that's just the basic, basic standards of going into a hotel room <laughs> i actually one of the ones we stayed in i went in and um the bed was like a mess and clearly no one had made it and it was really late and you know you're just like oh fucking like you just carried all your kit up to the room <laughs> and he was like no i can't be bothered with this so i just went straight down and the, like said like the fewest words i could i was like the room's not the room's not made and she was like i'm so sorry i was like it's fine was this a premier in well, it was unfortunately yeah was that this week that was that was yeah that was our first premiere which we we stayed at two separate ones because our shoots were in different places and um the next day i was i was traveling with ethan he was assisting on me and we had our own rooms and i forgot to tell him that we weren't staying in the same premiere in the second night so when we yeah. left he left with significantly less bags than he arrived with <laughs> and i and we were just <laughs> he was like oh, i've left my camera bag underneath the bed i think that's 
you know, that's cool, don't you think? Like, no one's going to, like, steal it or whatever. And I said, I was like, bro, we're checking out. You need to bring it with you. We're not coming back here. And I, I, it was totally my fault, but it was kind of funny. That's hilarious. It's also amazing when you realise as an assistant that you're not staying in the same room as <laughs> the other person. What do you mean? Well, like, sometimes I feel like production companies try to cut budgets and put people in the same rooms and pair people up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or it's like... Um, we got a friend you can stay with. You're like, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'll just take the hit and buy my own 30 quid premier, premier in room right. rather than your friend, to be honest. Right. Yeah, I no. had um, a guy called Dan Ross on a podcast once and he used to assist for like eight years and he said when he would go on shoots, he made it like a thing. He won't share a room with, with someone. Like on a shoot, because he's like, at the end of a 12-hour shoot day, I just want to walk around my room naked and go for a poo. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, that's it. I was like, well, yeah, fair enough, actually. You know, I can um, understand I, the, I, the want for that. I respect that. I do respect Do <laughs> so you know what? We, I, if I'm really honest, had COVID not been a situation, me and Ethan would have been in a room. Do you know what I mean? But I we do don't, know we don't have a choice. It's different when you're friends. Me, you and Ethan have shared a room before. We did a three-day shoot up in Scotland. And then we flew oh. down to London and we did the last night in London. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, let's be honest. That wasn't a room. That was that was bigger than my apartment is now. Yeah, it was quite a big room. It was it was lovely. That was great because I, I remember the client saying like, oh, okay, so for the two days you're up in Edinburgh, you've got a 600 quid accommodation budget for all three of you. So considering all of us were really good friends, I was like, I'm just going to book us in a five-star hotel. So I booked us in the nicest <laughs> hotel in Edinburgh into a suite, not in suite, like a small apartment right at the top of the hotel. It was amazing. Do you remember that room? It no, it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, so good. Do you know what? That's that's the difference between you and me. Um, 30 <laughs> quid versus 600. <laughs> well, Although I, think when I the didn't client, have the choice. It went, if it was just up to me and it was coming out of my bank account it would be a premier in do you know what i mean yeah but because it's the client and you've included it with your quote of accommodation it's like that's just a good thing that and i think for for all three people for three nights you know each person will have their own room it's gonna be at least 100 quid a night isn't it so i think you know if you're staying in central edinburgh i think that's a pretty good deal good justification i respect that well, they didn't ask any questions. We had a great time. It was a lovely time. It certainly <laughs> was. It was great. I, I, I think... Go on. Go on. No, what were you going to say? What, no, no, uh, no, go on. I, it's really I, fine. I, I was about to have some <laughs> thoughts about it as well. Um, I just I, remember feeling really unwell that trip. Yeah. Uh, I, I was. No. Do you, <laughs> do you remember when we... we <laughs> I remember. It was actually quite a good story. We we went to Wagamama's that night on the first night we got there. <laughs> Yeah, which is just right outside the hotel. Which, like, Wagamama's is the best thing ever, right? Um, I agree. I miss it. And notoriously, Wagamama's just kind of isn't really that spicy. But we ordered chili squid that was just covered in that chili powder, and the the dipping sauce was just horrendously so like so spicy. Like, I've never had the chili squid so spicy in my life. Mm -hmm. And it was so, so spicy that you asked for two big glasses of milk. Do you remember that? I do remember that. It was so hot. And Ethan, Ethan was there just like, no, don't ask for the milk. Please don't ask for the milk. And you were like, I'm going to do it. I'm, it's so spicy. Um, and I then, just don't care. I'm like, if my mouth is burning, I'm like, I'm getting this. I'm getting some milk in here. I think we were like the last people in as well. We were like 10 minutes to close or something. And we walked in and it's like, mm -hmm. hi, can we get a meal? And then it was, <laughs> can we also get some milk? So spicy. It's like, it's the most European sort of 
version of Asian food ever. It's not spicy at all. <laughs> the guy looked at me and he was like, some milk. <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah, some, some milk, milk, please, mate. No, but I, I remember I had the, those glasses of milk. And you know when you're a little bit run down anyway and you've kind of got a little bit of a sore throat? Yeah. Oh, and gosh, you, have, you, you have dairy. Ill. I remember this now because we were looking for a juice bar at one point, weren't we, to get juice and stuff because you were yeah. like, I need juice. <laughs> I was like, just give me anything green. I think we made the worst choices possible because it was really cold when we were up there, I remember. And mm. I think on the first night, we just ordered like four pizzas. <laughs> and there was that massive table in the hotel room. Yeah. Like loads of chairs. And we just laid out tons of pizza and cheesy chips. Yeah. I was like, for someone who's got a sore throat and has got a cold, having that is the worst thing you could possibly yeah. eat. Oh, man, I'm like, I, I should have. <laughs> I should have got back a mama's butt. It wasn't that bad. I just had a really heavy cold. I it? um I also remember that this you know spice doesn't really agree with my belly at the best of times. Oh um, yeah, I felt for you. And the next <laughs> the next morning, I think I went off to the toilet three or four times before we'd even left the hotel. <laughs> I remember because we went to like the client's room where the where the like um <laughs> where the, the models were getting ready and being like having their makeup and stuff and i was like i'm just gonna nip to the loo and i obviously didn't go to the loo in their apartment i went off to the one in the hotel <laughs> lobby or something i went off like three can times can you imagine if you'd gone to the client's toilet and just absolutely done what you needed to do oh man uh, do you know what? it's funny i was just reminiscing on this with ethan oh. literally like two nights ago because we went and had wagamamas and we were laughing at it so there you Love go. There's Wagamama times. Love it. That was pretty funny, to be fair. Like, that was a good time. I enjoyed that shoot. It was a very good I remember good time. as well, Ethan. <laughs> sorry, Ethan, for telling the story. I think he had been on like a, a few big nights out. Oh, like the, yeah. the, the night before, the night before that. And like, he was like the whole way through the first day being like, I got such a light head. Or like, I don't feel very well. <laughs> I was like, what, what the heck, bro? <laughs> I said, if you insist on a shoot, you do not go out the night before or the day before. <laughs> that even you were like turn up feeling haggard you're like you you can do that but just don't openly admit it to me yeah <laughs> you were like please don't pre- tell just me. pretend that you're not hungover <laughs> <laughs> i said to him after i was like if you do if you choose to go out again before i shoot i don't think i can con- continue working with you yeah <laughs> it's like you need to deliver it's a wake-up call it's a wake-up call we've all been there we've all had to have that Chat. I think everyone has, you know. But the thing is, you know, the more clients I work with, I'm realizing that more people get pissed on shoots. Really? Like quite a lot of clients have been like, Oh, should we go out tonight? And I'm like, No. <laughs> We've got two days left of shooting. Yes. To do. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to bed. I'm backing up and then I'm going to sleep. Yes. Yes. But Very good. I don't know. That's always quite funny. Feel love, like love a night a away bit. on a shoot. Love it. I do actually and I think I especially miss it because of COVID times I, I feel like we're almost out of this lockdown now with kind of the light being at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine and yes. March the 8th coming up so I feel like we're at the beginning of unfolding into normal life again hopefully by May which would be nice and um, yeah I'm looking forward to going away for work more that'd be fun it was a novelty yeah like yeah. But anyway, you know right now just I'll take the premierings I'll take them I'm, oh, start, I'd, I'm just starting to book day. them for fun. I'm going to book one in Bath tonight or something just for <laughs> just for the fun of it. You're like, Martha, I really enjoy spending time with you. No, no, you just finish your dinner and then you just you just get up and you go and grab your bag, your weekend bag, and then you just go to walk out the door. She's like, wait, where are you going? You're like, I'm going to Premier Inn. Okay. Honestly, it was, it was lovely. Thanks so much for dinner. You clearly need some space right now, so I'm just going to leave. Thanks. No, no, <laughs> honestly, I don't want... No, it's fine. Thank you. I, I'd love to stay. I just can't. I really can't. 
<laughs> oh mate oh dear I miss, a good, I miss a good hotel it's a bit hit and miss sometimes isn't it i mean sometimes you get put up in really fancy places which feel always feels like a massive treat but yeah i'd never complain at premier Inn. i think i'd complain at a travel lodge just like i complain at being flown ryanair somewhere mm. i think i'd be like a bit iffy about the ryanair situation yeah what i thought about ryanair the other day actually is that ryanair ryanair is ireland's carrier so it's like if you want to fly somewhere from Ireland, well, I mean, unless you're flying from yeah. Dublin on Air, Air Lingus or something, but you know, it's kind of, it's like, it's not B, we get BA. We're like, yeah, we'll take Brit, you know, British Airways. They have the choice of Ryanair. Do you know what I mean? That's just their carrier. That is pretty disappointing. It's kind it? of sad, isn't it? Like, I thought, maybe people don't find that sad. I find that sad. <laughs> <laughs> Their only experience on planes is paying a euro to use the toilet and anything they've never experienced anything else. Right. And then they'll they'll you know, they'll get on an easy jet and it'll be like, <laughs> yeah. I can use the toilet Where'd, for free. <laughs> Where do I give my euro to? Yeah. <laughs> the stewardess like, what do you mean? Yeah. Just go to the toilet. It's like Well the life vest is uh, free if we crash. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was on Come Fly Me. Come fly me, wasn't it? That was so funny, what, yeah. What's it called? My Lady Air. It's like if we crash, you have to swipe your credit card. Oh, no, on the back fl- of the on seat. Flylo is Flylo. Flylo. He's like the yeah, the boss of Flylo <laughs> is like showing that the seat's got loads of reclined space, and it's like <laughs> he's like stood up in it like. Ooh. Oh mate, so that was a good show. I enjoyed that. Rated that. Um, anyway, bro, we we're gonna chat a little bit about um, about the old marketing today, weren't we? Oh, go on, go entice on. me entice you i entice will entice the listeners entice the listeners not like that but anyway um now time for a short ad break <laughs> we're doing an um, ad break every 15 minutes now yeah squarespace still haven't emailed um yeah we thought well dom and i were chatting weren't we dom and we were saying i think marketing yourself as for me as a photographer and you as a dop we were kind of thinking it's it's a path that you have to figure out for yourself and I think especially if you don't have any skills in marketing or haven't had any formal training, like a degree or anything, really, I think it's quite it's a path you have to figure out yourself. And self-promoting is often a bit of a difficult kind of uh, balance, I think, yeah. especially these days on the old IG. Um, but yeah, I think just talking about our experiences with it and successes with marketing yourself, marketing your business. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, you got what, any thoughts, Brian? I'm just checking. Yeah. Um, not really. <laughs> no. Moving on. <laughs> um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's like self-promotion can be kind of one of the hardest things to do because you have to, I feel like you have to be quite like confident in yourself to be able to sell yourself or like you have to be strong. And it's the same as like, what do you charge, right? It's like, do I deserve... 300 pounds for a day's work like that's mental like that's not i you know so like almost marketing kind of sits in that same world for me of just like Mm -hmm. i i almost don't like shouting too much about myself because it feels a bit self-centered yeah and like oh look at me but at the same time it's incredibly necessary in order to be able to get clients and yeah to know it's like kind of like for me i've always like it's almost been finding that balance of like how much do i actually want to post and like be like look at me this is what i'm doing um but also trying to humble myself and not be that guy. Do you know what I mean? Totally um, get what you mean. It's hard because you're the product as well as the 
yeah you know, you're not just you're not you're not promoting yourself as in like a attention seeking your you are the product you're selling so you're like you're not only you're selling your service but your personality as well right which is tough yeah for sure i think the um the only first thing that kind of comes to my mind around marketing is is kind of on the less practical side of like where to market or who to market to or ads and all that sort of stuff but it's um mm-hmm. um more about like creating the projects that kind of are like your calling card that like kind of sing out what you want to do yeah um and i think that's kind of where i've had the most experience in or have tried to put most of my energy to when it's come to uh thinking about marketing and also trying to like push yeah push like what the sort of stuff i want to do right so for mm-hmm. for for the past like however long i've been doing it I've always done the corporate work. The corporate work has always been there um, yeah. because that's the work that pays the money and um, it's just consistent, isn't it? Every, there's always a business that needs like a, prom- a promotional video or something like that. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of having that, for me, the thought process was, okay, I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. I'd love to be on commercials, love to do music videos, short films, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so the question then becomes, how do I market myself as a, DOP or a director who does that sort of thing mm-hmm. and for me it's been literally creating or, or pursuing passion projects that sit in that exact world that I want to create content like mm-hmm. so for instance sometimes it means doing a music video for free but knowing that if I do this music video for free it's going to be the exact thing I want to do and yeah. when I put it on my website people will come to my website and they'll go, oh my gosh, he does that kind of video. That's what I want. And then you can charge people for it, right? Yes. Um, and that's probably where I found the most success in terms of marketing or being intentional about how I show myself as a DOP or a cinematographer. Yes. And, and you know, it's been, what, six years now and it's slowly paying off. It's slowly getting to a point where, you know, in the, in, in the last year, I don't, I can't remember how many corporate jobs I did I, I probably uh, literally two or three as opposed to the music videos and the more art pieces that I want to do that was what I filled my year up with mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it took time it took time I just slowly you know it's almost the fake it till you make it sort of thing of like kind of push yes. yourself as what you want and you, you know I even feel, still feel cringy calling myself a DOP or a director because it's the imposter syndrome like that's not what I am Interesting. But it's um I think it's so important to, to yeah, to show what you want to be, what you want to do, as you step into it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like, I don't know, dressing for the job that you want, right? You, you instead of dressing sloppy, you dress up smart because you want to be the you want to be yes. the manager, the businessman, right? And it's kind of like, cool, I'm gonna make the videos I want to make, and I'm gonna call myself a director because that's what I want to do, mm-hmm. and slowly I'll step into that because people will start. Um, accepting that from me yeah i think that's probably where i've found the most breakthrough in marketing or at least that seems to be working to some extent yeah <laughs> you know um yeah well i don't know if you totally thoughts? get that yeah I, I think that's right on about kind of the perception part of it i think you have the ability when you work for yourself to create a world around you that you almost you're almost like presenting yourself in the future <laughs> Right, in a weird yeah. way you're like this is who i want to become and you're only kind of advertising the work that you want more of which i think is really important 
and i think it's why a lot of people are like it's a good that's a good avenue of how to get into doing it as a profession because you can start building your kind of body of work around the things that you want to get hired for but the the initial investment is usually time or yes. it's kind of the investment of buying equipment or hiring equipment to do it because you know funnily enough productions cost quite a lot of money so. yeah do you know what really interesting on that that was you know one of the biggest breakthroughs i think i found in you know the way i almost compartmentalize it is my website like you know, I've got like a grid of my most recent work and slowly things get pushed down the grid to the point where I take them off my website and the idea, almost a bit like an Instagram feed, right? Like I'm slowly building yeah. up a portfolio where like it just gets mm -hmm. better and better and I just, I quite enjoy almost pushing off those slightly less good pieces in my mind. Yes. Um, and one of the, the biggest turnaround points I felt in, in my career was the Abu Dhabi video I did for the tourism board, which mm -hmm. I was just in such a fortunate position to do um, Instagrammer and good friend of ours, James Ralph Dyer, basically reached out to me because we, you know, we'd known each other for a little while and said, "Look, I need someone to come to Dubai, uh, to Abu Dhabi with me to shoot a video because this is what the client wants. Do you want to come?" Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Yes, yes, 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 yes." Like I'm hundred percent there, right? Like, yeah, a thousand times yes. Um, and so you know, I think for that video, the budget was like a thousand pounds you know, and they paid for all the expenses. It's the most just, it's ridiculous. I, I don't take it for granted, it's incredible. So what yeah. I did with that project is I hired a red for the whole trip that I went, which I took this. my entire budget. Mm -hmm. I hired all the kit I wanted to shoot on. Was that your entire budget? Yeah, I think I think it at least came to eight or 900 pounds. I just, I was like, look, I just want to make the best video I can so that if a mm -hmm. if a tourism board saw it in the future they'd go that looks one it looks amazing we want him and two we want that quality which at that yes. point I could then say hey the quality actually cost two grand you know and then I'd still yes. make my grand and I'd pay for the to, for the equipment so yes. that's kind of how I approached it of like spending money to make money um and just kind of you know building the foundation early on which feels yeah. weird feels counterintuitive but also i mean flip me i just love making films i'd rather make a super sick film than walk away with yeah, a thousand pounds for sure and so i did that and i ended up doing a couple more jobs with james on that and that 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 um that video didn't necessarily get me more um tourism videos or like jobs like that but people saw it and were like i love that video you did can we do this um which i just think is just like i'm so i'm almost like so glad like i'm just like wow how clever of me <laughs> i wish i could make better, <laughs> I, I wish i could make decisions like that now but um yeah just how kind clever. of one example of actually yeah just like spending money to make money and just kind of investing like you just said investing yes. into your work early on whether that's time or money yeah I think is actually mm -hmm. a really big part of it um, on on the other side of like literally posting adverts, you know, like yeah. you can post ads all day on Instagram about your yes. video, but if it unfortunately looks bad or isn't your best work, it, it, you mm -hmm. know, the work will speak for itself at the end of the day. Yeah, that's so good because it's, I haven't, I haven't thought of it like that. You know, the marketing in the sense of marketing yourself is such a different um, candor of marketing, right? like you just said then like it's not posting ads about yourself the very work is the ad which right. is so interesting yeah and i feel like when, you, when you've got like an art director or a creative director looking for the right person to work with you generally have about i don't know like five to ten seconds if they come across your work i think 
yes. them to, to bite and be like, oh, I, I like that. They'll know, won't they? They'll know if what They'll they're seeing really is what quickly. they want. Yeah. Yeah. Which is it's so funny though, because I think like 80% of the clients that I work with now, they I usually get an a Instagram comment on shoot. Like they're not on the actual app, but they'll they'll talk about my Instagram. Mm. So they've clearly seen it and I'm like, oh like so like now Instagram's just an entire entirely a marketing tool. I don't really post much personal stuff on it. Yes. A little bit here and there to like make sure people know I'm a human, but excuse me, I think it's um I think it's essential in 2021 to to have a presence online. I mean, there's an argument that <laughs> I heard this this uh, story once from this photographer who's in New York, and she was went to this networking thing with a bunch of photographers and chatted to this um, uh, guy, and she was you know she was telling him about her Instagram and stuff, and uh, she, I think she said to him like, uh, oh, "So what type of photographer are you then? Like, where are your Instagram?" He's like, "I'm a real photographer." <laughs> Oh, like to, to, alluding to that, he doesn't have an Instagram. Oh my god! Sounds like Edema. Just sound like Edema of ego, to be honest. But um, <laughs> it is kind of a, quite a new thing, I think, over the last five years now. Like Instagram becoming a platform for marketing. But I think it's a hard one. I think you find the sweet spot with Instagram when you really engage in that community aspect of it, and you interact with people. You build a following by being a person on it. But you also keep the, t- the tension of keeping it kind of as like a gateway to your portfolio and it's a place to be a little bit more creative. Yeah, I think it's such a good app like for across the board, like video and photography and a whole bunch of other things, I think. It's so it's, funny, isn't it? Like, you know, when, when like a, you know, they'd always say, oh, you have to be so careful what your Facebook looks like if a prospective client, you know, if you're just going to any, mm-hmm. any job, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what you're in. And they'd always be like, don't be putting weird things on your Facebook because, you know, they might look at your Facebook and find out what you're doing, right? And actually, yeah. that's so true more than ever of Instagram. Like, if yes. I finish an email and or like, or even to the point where like someone the other day sent me an email and said, hey, I want someone to do some behind the scenes footage. Could you recommend someone? And I said, yeah, this person. And I sent their Instagram account because I'm just like, because their Instagram account speaks for everything, you know? Yeah. And they saw it. They're like, yeah, awesome. It's just like so weird, you know, in those first nine photos on the grid, they decide whether or not they want you to do their their work. Like, it's kind of crazy. It is crazy. And then I also observe, you know, when I post on a weekend, I'm noticing art directors liking and engaging and stuff on the weekend. So in my head, I'm like, well, as long as I can remain in their mind's eye. Yeah. Through their off time as well. When they get to their desk on Monday, if they're building a project, maybe I've lodged myself in their brain enough to to make them i don't know like you just, it's all a guessing game really isn't it but i yeah. feel like a lot of it sounds really sad but i think perception has a lot to say on instagram like yeah. if you build this image of kind of like the sort of work you're doing i think building an image that you're busy or constantly doing things and updating people on instagram i think that does have a positive effect because you look desirable yes and i think that's really helpful but i think it's when you know, not to not to fall for your own press, really, at the same time, and be and suddenly build an ego around it as well. I mean, I have a another Instagram account which is private and locked, mm. which is just um, I, I call it my real life. So I feel like I've got some outlet of reality to people that actually know me. Yeah, which is I don't edit any of the pictures. I don't think about how the grid looks. I just post whatever I want. Oh, you're, not kid- or, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. It looks awful. They're not ki- <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I do that. It's fantastic. But, yeah, um, I, f- I feel like you had a bit of a, a bit of a turning point kind of when you started 
being represented by Birch, I think, where you were using Instagram. Like, cause you got recommended way, 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 way back when, when Instagram was recommending yeah. people when you, when you first joined. And that got mm. you like, what? Like, must have been like 60K followers at the time, was it? Or something like that, or, or yeah, more? Yeah, I think it got up to 63. And then I've only been losing followers since. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, which is just so funny. And I remember yeah. that was like, that was when Instagram was just like a... You, you gotta be Same. on Instagram, and if you if you yeah. if you had loads of followers, like you're really cool. And I remember I quite re- not recently, but in the in the past few years, you had that kind of turning point of like, I really need to use this as more of a business tool. And you were very intentional, yes. I think, about how you posted. You how you were very intentional about how you came across and the way that you were posting and and talking about shoots, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think um, I think it's important. I think I was, I, it mainly came from a place of observation. Yes. Absor- observing how photographers who are 15 years older than me, 20 years older than me, were presenting themselves and getting a lot of work. And I mean, obviously they had decades on me, so I wasn't going to be getting traction like they were in terms of just their, their professional network. But it was a good starting place to be like, actually, if I'm going to use this as a professional platform, this is kind of the, the kind of you know language I want to use. Um, I want to be updating people on my new work. I think that's a thing, really. Like, if you're kind of regularly posting new work, it says something positive about your career. I think it's kind of a and yeah. you know, new work isn't qualified by a paying client. That can be anything. It can be a personal shoot that you've done. That's new work. It's a new body of work that you've done. Like, you know, I, was, I used my film camera over Christmas to create a body of work which was just for me, and that was my person personal work but you know it's kind of like you don't it doesn't have to be a paying client to qualify it yeah i think but just updating people and i quite like on my instagram like if you scroll right down to the end you'll see when i was like 15 16 years old and used the instagram filters and didn't even really know what instagram was and just post pictures of my friends <laughs> and the days just of just all- chucking everything through visco on like any filter yeah. that looks sick <laughs> But it's funny, I remember the holiday that I went on with my family where I really started to take photography seriously. And I can go back to that holiday on my Instagram and look back on the history, which I love about the app. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's a great app. I think it's, can be, it can be wonderful and it can be the worst thing for your mental health. <laughs> it's, it's everything in between. I, I, can't, I always think I'm like, how has an app got this much mind space in my head oh <laughs> like, that's so it's true. just insane so like true. it's nuts like i've i've logged out on all my devices this week because i was just getting i just didn't i was telling, I was telling dom this morning on a on meeting call that we had i was like i don't want to see anyone's new work this week because it'll just send me into a spin just because it works so quiet for me at the moment yeah and i don't want to go into that place of jealousy and comparison but instagram of like we were talking about before brought out threads which is great so you can still talk to people but yeah. You're not going to be looking at the feed. Yeah, I was going to say that actually anyway. on, that, on that note of like, I find Instagram for me in terms of marketing, it's been, it's been good. Like it's been fine. It's a nice place to send people to. Obviously people reach out to me occasionally through there, mainly musicians actually, like other mm-hmm. creatives who are mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, but the biggest thing I've used that that for is probably connecting with other creatives and yes learning from other creatives or asking questions and i think you can very quickly and you know it's almost pointless me saying this because i think people know this already just from using the app but you can very quickly mm-hmm. find a cool like a 
a group of people that you connect with and i mean even you know for the sake of the podcast like people have been reaching out which is so cool and it's like yeah you only get that through instagram really um uh and, and you know the same of like hey like putting out a shout out hey is there an assistant in london and then meeting someone new yeah. and then working with a new assistant it's like that tool for me although it's not marketing is actually so valuable and yes the way that i keep present on it um and up to date is by just yeah posting my latest work posting a screenshot you know it's validating to have people say looks great looks cool it's, it's lovely but it's more just so that like you know when someone's reaching out for a dp or i'm looking for someone it actually kind of creates mm -hmm. a um it, it, it kind of it's almost like credibility <laughs> weirdly yes you know of like oh yeah. okay this guy's actually doing real st you know real stuff so yeah okay, this is cool. Like he's, he's doing something I want to get involved with or, you know, you're reaching out to another DP. Hey, can I come on your shoot? And is this guy mm -hmm. a joker? I don't know. Oh no, he's doing cool. Yeah. You know, weirdly that kind of works in its own, in its own sphere as well, which I think yes. is quite cool. And that's probably where I found the most use from it. It's really interesting. I think that's such a good point because I know that looking back, I wouldn't have half the network I have without Instagram and I wouldn't have half the career I have, I think without Instagram. Mm. which is super weird like thinking about it like that but yeah i totally get what you mean about thank, you thanks people. mark zuckerberg yeah cheers bruv i don't think i don't yeah, he think bought, mark he, bought out, didn't he? he bought it out didn't he he did he got the he got his purse I, out you know, but, um, I, I, I know i got the got the joke wrong okay so yeah. <laughs> now time for our ad sponsor <laughs> instagram <laughs> threads <laughs> threads are you yeah. sick of being comparing yourself to other people like Dom and Toby are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was just a, a seven part podcast series to basically. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you get point. threads? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's got lots of positives. Definitely do you, has. Do you, um, what's like your, yeah, like Facebook's just not really a thing, is it? Like we, I don't use Facebook's market. Do you? Do you know what? I've started using it in the last six months. But I've only I've linked it to my Instagram account, so basically anything that I post from the work Instagram page goes to the Facebook page as well, like a business page. Yeah, I mean, I started one at the beginning of my career about seven years ago, and then I abandoned it, thinking that face Facebook was kind of over, and then realised that there's still quite a few people with pages, and I had about six hundred followers on the page. I was like, well, that's quite a few a few people, and I was like, well, maybe it's worth just updating people on here because. I was thinking, even though it's more my closer circles of friends and people nearer where I live, you know, they may have a friend who sees it or someone that they know might see it who might be a creative director or you just never know who yeah, might see stuff. Yeah. So I think I'm using Facebook really just to keep my reach at maximum, I think. And I'm not really putting much effort into it in terms of growing the page. But oh, excuse me, I think, um, yeah, it's it's a tool that I'm trying. I, I didn't even notice that you have been because I just literally don't go on Facebook anymore. I know I'm considering whether I, just to delete my Facebook, to be honest, but then loads of my family post on it and I find out lots about my family on Facebook. Oh no. So yeah. I'm like, Oh, maybe it's actually a good thing to keep. I feel like the only things I've posted in the past, like <laughs> two or three years is like, we're pregnant. We're married. Uh, you know like really big like just we're big pregnant things. again they're pregnant again already <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> we waste no time take no prisoners yeah yeah bro i also i don't know if you use it but i, I use linkedin quite a lot do you know what i don't i just don't get it teach me do not get it teach, teach us. me the linkedin well you know linkedin's great because um 
it's really I've noticed every art director and creative director that I've worked with has a LinkedIn profile. So uh, to me, that says enough to be like, oh, okay, well, the people that are going to be able to commission me are pretty much on here. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. oh, I see they're on there. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. And um, I've had varying degrees of success with it. I did a trial um, premium subscription, which basically allows you to DM people that you're not connected with on the app. And I reached out, I think, to, at the time, 10 different airline magazine editors. And I heard back from two of them. One of them I got to go and have a meeting with, which was great. And the other one just emailed me out of the blue. And it was the, it was the EasyJet magazine one. Uh, yeah. And he was, he was like, oh, do you want to go to Italy in two days and shoot this piece for us? So I think it does have, for me, it's had definitely had a level of success of being able to connect with new people and kind of a, a lot of my LinkedIn kind of actions are making a connection request and then you know writing a personal note being like hey i'd really love to introduce myself properly over email i suppose you'd be willing to share your work email with me so i could i could write to you properly yeah and nine out of ten people were like yeah sure like we'll send their work email across and you can just say hello and share your work and you know i'd say nine times out of ten nothing comes of it but one out of ten does and that's quite nice and it feels rewarding and it's kind of a way of keeping your finger on the pulse and seeing art directors because a lot of art directors and creative directors move around a lot so they'll leave companies join companies and i think it's interesting just for me i find it interesting to see who stays and who goes and who's doing what and just helps with strategy really and being i say strategy i don't really have a formal strategy but (laughs) just being able to like reach out to the people i want to reach out to yes um i found that really helpful over time but yeah, it's fairly low key to be honest, and it's tough in these times because I don't know, just there's not not a ton of work out going out right now. But um, I'm sure there will be soon. But yeah, interesting. So. I feel like I feel like I'm suddenly like, oh man, I should be more active on LinkedIn. I do have a profile, but I just <laughs> I abandoned felt, it. I felt like <laughs> for me, it felt like an old people's place. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it feels quite old that, school. I th- that's probably part of their problem. They've, re- I feel like they've tried to put in a lot of work into the interface and stuff, so it feels like a nicer app to use these days because they have invested into it in that sense. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think for me, just the sheer amount of people on there, it was undeniable that it was a good marketing tool for me to get involved with, and it's kind of hard because you know the language and the rhetoric on there is actually quite. It is more formal, and it's more like it is more corporate commercial which i don't really know how to engage with as much to be honest i don't feel like i have that's not really the kind of person i am but what i have been doing is updating my page with new projects when they go live and that's been good and it hasn't had huge traction but it's, it's nice to have it there so if someone does kind of come across me they've got quick links to my pdf and they've got quick links to my website and I don't know, making it e- as easy as possible for people to find you. Is, Very good. It's a good thing. No, I also, a note, a note on Instagram. What did you just say? What? What? What did I just say? Uh, yeah, what did you say? Did you say you rate that? Yeah. Oh, cheers, mate. I appreciate that. I think I did. <laughs> I don't know. I zoned out of what I was saying. Um, another point with Instagram. I think um, it's gone out of my head. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. We'll come back to it. We'll circle back around. We'll circle back around. Or should we just just have like a three minute pause? 
three just minute just uh, you, silence you trying out. to remember what i was gonna say while you figure this out oh i remember dom it's come back to me uh, well done okay so with instagram i think you can't say that's your portfolio cool yeah do you agree with that that's yeah. a general statement in what way in the sense of justifying it not so you don't have to make a website okay yeah I've, i felt the same with vimeo actually i kind of did that with vimeo although mm. yeah i kind of i agree and i disagree i feel like i feel like it's a different thing in the sense that like a website is a very intentional selection of work that yeah. if i'm directing someone i used to just direct people to my vimeo page which is cool but it's the same as like directing someone to your youtube page or your they got to like filter through certain things to find stuff right mm -hmm. whereas for mm -hmm. me now it's like my website just has the eight best projects of mine yeah that you know that i want people to see and so yeah yeah that's true actually like instagram isn't a portfolio although it's like it's almost like a gateway to a portfolio yes because it's like i think so there's screenshots it looks cool especially as a videographer because a screenshot can look amazing and you can hit play on the video and it just looks whack Shit. you know what i mean <laughs> Like the amount of times I've like been like, oh my gosh, this looks like it's gonna be so sick, and then I hit play and I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. that's a mm -hmm. shame. Um, I kind of get yeah. you. I kind of get you. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel torn about it because I think if you want to be taken really seriously, I think you need a website. Does this bring us on to our sponsor? <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be great timing, but no, alas, it does not. Squarespace has not reached out. And the thing so. is, our sponsor this week is Wix. Because, because Squarespace <laughs> were too slow. Do to you know mark. what? I would say credit to Wix if they reached out to sponsor the podcast. I'd be like, that's funny. Like that's they've, quite they've funny. got some way of just robots listening to podcasts and every time Stip they mention banter. Squarespace, they reach out to try and infiltrate I know. a Squarespace sponsored podcast. They wouldn't need sponsors anyway. We've pretty much mentioned Squarespace in every episode. Anyway. True. No, but, I, do you um, know what? I agree. I think, I think making websites is so important. Because I used to actually use yes. Facebook pages as my website. I'd like be like, if someone's like, mm. can I see your work? I'd send, which is ridiculous. It's like, it's just, yeah. it, it feels unprofessional. It's not ridiculous. If, if that's what you're doing out there, yeah, go for it. Like amazing. But for me, it felt silly because yeah. it just wasn't, it kind of, it wasn't the right thing. And, and it was, mm -hmm. I would be still sending clients like an email. I guess it's the difference of like, if a client comes to me and goes like, hey, can I see your work? I can go, yeah, dominicduring.com, done. And it's kind yeah. of it's it's kind of slick. It's done in the way I want it. Whereas before, I'd be like, "Yes, here's my Facebook page, and yes. here's a link to three of my favorite videos that I've made." It's like, again, it's kind of you're the not language. making it it's, easy for people, right? And it's yeah. like you know, now I could be like, "Here's my website, and here's my Instagram." If you want to check out my Instagram, yes, done. yeah, I think that's so good, man. I think when I imagine the ne why it's necessary to have a website is because in my head, I'm imagining a boardroom at an agency. And they've got 12 books on the table of different photographers to choose from. And if they shortlisted me and say a couple of other people, I want them to know what my website is. And like, I don't want it to be Instagram. Like, yeah, <laughs> like an Instagram URL it just looks unprofessional. And I think, you know, yeah, you're right. I think it is. It is making it as easy as possible for people that, to find you and to contact you. Yeah. And it leans into the whole you know what what do you how do you look how do you present yourself to a client how what do you look like mm -hmm. and unfortunately this is kind of unfortunate there's kind of 
there are certain ways that you just kind of have to do things for people to take you seriously. I mean, yes. I remember once being told by, you know, a friend, they said, I think you should change your profile picture because, oh, oh no, I think you should stop posting pictures of yourself or, or when you start taking photos of people, you should take photos of older people because you look really young. Mm -hmm. And I think at the time I was, I was like 16, 17. So I was mm -hmm. young, but in terms of the career and, and my um, skill ability, I was definitely old. I was older. And this guy was saying like, I can't bring you on these shoots because the client will think you're too young and it looks bad on me, which is a mm -hmm. sad, it's just sad, isn't it? Like it's true. You know, you're going to hire a 23 year old or 16 year old, probably a 23 year old. But mm -hmm. I think if you can come across as not, not necessarily just older, but I think that just speaks into like having to come across in a certain manner and a certain professionalism, yes. you know, Definitely. it's the same as like, don't be posting ridiculously provocative and just crazy controversial things on your Instagram account in yeah. the same way you wouldn't on Facebook if you were getting a job at Waitrose because they're going to check yes. these things and mm -hmm. it's, you know, it says a lot. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's a massive part of marketing is just like, is this guy a dick or is he a cool guy? Right? Like, yes. And, and sometimes people want to go with the person that they actually just genuinely, you, you know, when, when you're in a meeting, mm -hmm. you can have all the best work in the world. But um, if you're a dick, they're just going to instantly be turned off from what you're doing and just want to find someone that they yeah. want to work with, which is, you know, unless you're a prodigy, <laughs> I remember talking to a client once and they said, yeah, we're doing this. Um, we have to work with this guy twice a year. Notice the word we have to. And um, she was like, he's just unbearable to work with. He's so rude, so full of ego, but his work's brilliant. And my boss mm. wants to use him and I hate working with him. And I think there is something to be said about, you know, there is so much competition now. I think you do have to sell yourself as well. Oh, oh like you're, yeah. you're selling it. You're selling your personality, you know? Um, yeah, it's tough. I think as well, something to be said about, reaching out to potential clients that you want to work with. I think it's just good to acknowledge on a podcast like this that I feel like some I've in the past, I've sent out like 10 emails one day and not heard back from anyone. Yes. And you know, it's so it happens so much. I still send emails out to people and that I want to work with and won't hear back from them. And I think at 25, I've had a, a fairly decent run at success so far and you i think in my head i was like oh well i feel like they would be interested but then you know you, they don't get back to you and it sorts your ego out really quickly and you're like oh no i'm still really at the beginning of this journey in in some sense and yeah it's just and, such and a it's, normal part of the process and it's still hard like 10 years in definitely <laughs> yeah like yeah oh so real so real I, I literally sent like a message recently to someone that i just really want to work with i've actually sent quite a few to like some dps mm -hmm. and just it was like the response like one of the responses was like i don't get what kind of was like i don't get what you want from me <laughs> oh really because i'd worded it being like i will do anything like i just want to sit at your feet and learn right mm -hmm. and the response was essentially like so what do you want like what do you want from me sort of thing because i obviously didn't get mm -hmm. what i was going for which is weird because yeah. like i'm like uh -huh. surely you were there one day where you were like just begging people to let you on yes. shoots and stuff and i'm like yeah yeah oh it's like it's like a kick in the teeth because you spend like a couple of hours writing formulating the most perfect message mm -hmm. and then you send it and it's like sometimes you don't get a response and sometimes you get just crap responses because mm -hmm. it you know, if I were to sit in front of them and talk to them, they would understand my heart straight away. But 
a, an yeah. email can be read in a thousand different ways totally can uh, yeah it's that's really valid man the whole thing of um everyone's been in that position of just wanting to learn and get on set with people it's funny i was chatting to um a friend now a friend of mine who's who's a long long way ahead of me in his career and he uh he says he gets up he gets <laughs> yes yeah, he gets asked a lot by people to assist him or you know just to be mentored by him and uh he was like it's just always a no because half of them just want to steal my lighting techniques oh half okay them, half of them don't really know what they want to do and won't actually that be i can't bring them onto a set for a 50 grand shoot and because it's just not professional <laughs> i was like yeah i get that i think you know there has to be the expectation when you want to assist someone that it's probably not going to happen unless like you create a really good connection with them i think or it just depends where they're at in their career. I think it's it's hard because there's always an abundance of people wanting to assist, but assisting in itself is its own career. So there, there's a number of people who do it just for yeah because they love assisting and that's what they do and they make a really handsome living off it. And then, you know, some people do it because they want to learn about photography, which is valid. I think that's really valid, but it's a hard balance because, you, you know, I'm I'm someone like I'd want to help someone and, you know, give them a chance, but... There is something to be said about whether you can take someone who's brand new on to a paid shoot with you. So true, yeah. Yeah, especially yeah, especially if you don't you have no cons like um Yeah. You have no evidence that they're gonna be able to do what you want them to do and that they're not a exactly. nutter or <laughs> so, uh, so true. Psycho. It's so true. Well, it makes sense, like, you know. That, that, yeah, just why yeah. Why would you just have me out of every single hundred emails that you get? come onto mm -hmm. your shoe and mm -hmm. you know it's that's but again like you said it's worth doing because one day you get the right response and you know on that sort of concept um josh was kind of telling me um josh we had on the podcast the other day he said um whenever i go to a new city like for instance he's traveling to new york he'll message on instagram three or four people that he really looks up to in new york and say hey i'm traveling to new york i'd love to take you out for a coffee for half an hour like do you have any time free you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and you know the, the the few times that it's worked he's been in like just brilliant situations with people that he's mm -hmm. just inspired by and, and he mm -hmm. ends up having coffee with just ridiculous you know and he, making connections and i think you know sending three shameless messages just being like yes. hey i hate having to do this but i'd love to take you out for coffee just let me know if you're around i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in new york on this day mm-hmm mm -hmm it can pay off and it, and it it's, can absolutely pay off. It's almost soul destroying doing it because you know, the consequences are, it might not happen, but what is there to lose? <laughs> doing <laughs> you know? that sort of thing through Instagram is amazing. Right. I think that's when Instagram is an incredible platform. Yeah, that's true. Cause you really can link up the people and people can see more about you within one tap, which is different to an email. You've got to be a bit more intentional, but um, yeah, I think that's it. I, th I feel like I'm being a bit doom and gloom about the whole emailing people thing, but it's an essential part of the process. I think you've got to do it. And, you know, it's fun. You should put yourself out there and be ballsy. And, you know, what do they, what do they say? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Yeah. So right. take so take the shots. Yeah. Flip and take them. Yeah. Even when it's a no. Yeah. Follow them. <laughs> Follow them. Keep persisting. Be that guy. <laughs> oh, that's good. But um, a thing that I've picked up actually through my internship when I was at Serial, um, I remember I was in the office with, with the editor and she was saying, 
you know, she gets reached out to a lot and she she found it annoying when people didn't acknowledge her time. So they, they, they would be like, oh, can we go for a coffee? Interesting. And she'd be like, well, why? Like, why? I'm really busy. Like, why would I want to go for a coffee with you? You know, but that sounds a bit intense and like rude, but you know, it's just the reality of it. Someone's like super busy. What am I getting take, out of it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, her filter of things that are most important to her in her life was time. That was the, the most valuable currency for her. So it's just like, I'm going to give you my time. Like, why, why are we doing this? Like, yes. you know, it makes total sense to me. So in my emails, if I'm reaching out to someone, I'm always really careful with my language. And, you know, even if it's just an email conversation, I'll always make a point to be like, just in advance, I'm really thankful for your time just reading this. Like, you know, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your time reading, reading my email. Like, hope, hope to hear back from you. That would be great. Um, yeah. You know, and I think it's okay if people don't get back to you because people are busy. <laughs> people have their own, own lives going on. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Like, it's hard. But I think, you know, I remember one successful story I had to reach out to a photographer about five years ago, um, which I was shocked I got to connect with. And um, he, he said, oh, I, I said... Uh, I said yes to meeting up with you because of the way you worded your email. He was like, you just took lots of care in, in wow. asking about my time. I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> he was like, I get a lot of people asking for a coffee and I say no to all of them. He was like, but because you took care of kind of saying you cared about my schedule, um, just the way you worded it, I was totally up for it. He was like, I'll give you yeah. as much time as you want. It's I was an, like, it's like, a, it's like a narrow tightrope, isn't it? Because yes, every person has got such a unique personality and yes. how are you to know that the person you're messaging needs you to value their time or exactly acknowledge this yeah right like some people might just be like your email's way too long i only respond to short emails hey and, that's a that's a point right and and also it's yeah. like the whole don't be too gushy and like please i really mm. need this because it's too beggy but also <laughs> you have to like navigate the, uh. the the line of like but you also want to come across mm. as someone who's passionate and will actually be of value it's so mm. it's really difficult and i i literally will spend almost a day mulling over an email before i send it which is crazy because <laughs> once you send it it's like it's so quick whether or not they do or don't come back it's like yeah, they didn't right. come back cool fine i think that's good though contemplating over the email itself because there's been plenty of times when i've rushed an email and sent it and i think i wake up the next day i was like oh you idiot like you should have like slept on that email mm. and then reread it and reworded some things because it's too rushed now you now can't send my chance yeah you can't send a second email because it's going to be no. like it's like please oh. please please yeah. let me do it oh my gosh i sent an email out recently to a creative director that i wanted to work with and I spelt their name wrong twice, like in the, in in the in the first hello and then my sign off. And I read it. I was just like, "You are so dumb." I was like, I sent him an email back straight away, and I was like, "Hey, I'm just want to say I'm so sorry that I mistyped your name like twice." I was like, <laughs> he also, got back to me. He actually got back to me. I was oh, like, "Wow, fair play." That. I love I how like, you, you even wrote his name at the end of the email when you, you could probably finish an email without saying his name. I know. But you, but you did and you spelled it wrong. Such a tit. <laughs> just make sure you read your emails. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's hilarious. But it's all part of, the, part of the journey, I think. I think it's a really healthy part of the journey, emailing people. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, it's hard. I think you um, need good friends around you when you're self-promoting your work. Because I think when you do start to sound like a bit like a knob, I think you need friends who'll tell you that you're sounding a bit like a knob. 
Yes. <laughs> or will like won't believe your press with you. you it's know, true. They're just good friends. But I think there's nothing to be ashamed about promoting your work and promoting yourself as a product. If you For can sure. do it with class and you can do it with dignity, I think it's I think it's really positive and it's really essential. For sure. To get you to get you out there. And I, I don't know, there's there's been people that I've observed over the years that you know they they kind of take that approach of wanting to be a bit too cool and you know they'll they only post like a couple of words and their captions or like you know we'll just it's more full of mystery which i think some people love i think probably some creative directors that's their thing and they they find that attractive in a creative yeah but for me i just think it's just a bit pretentious but ooh, i mean that's just ooh. that's just me oh but you if know you, what you know i don't know yeah it depends who it is i feel like one of the biggest marketing things that we haven't mentioned is like word of mouth. Yeah. Like that's like, yeah. I think 80% of my work probably comes through word of mouth. And I was just thinking it, it reminded me of when, you know, our wedding business, Oak and Blossom. Yeah. We would, you know, we'd pay for an advert. Well, we got, we get offered a space in, you know, Vogue's magazine for, a, you know, mm-hmm. they got 10 slots Mm-hmm. you know you pay some money and you get a slot in an advert and it was like yeah of course we'll do it like one mm-hmm. what a cool thing to do and also mm-hmm. people are going to see this and we yeah. you know we very rarely but we did occasionally promote like um instagram ads and all sort of stuff and on our on our form as to how people heard about us when they're booking when they're like right you know when they're contacting us and it says hey how did you find out about us you had a little mm-hmm. drop down menu and i'm pretty sure like 80% of the time, 90% of the time, it was like, yeah. my friend, I've seen you through my friend. Yes. Yeah. And actually, and you know, that's obviously one area of work, wedding photography. Yes. That's obviously, mm-hmm. that works in its own dynamic as to mm-hmm. commercial photography and stuff. But actually, word of mouth is is huge. Like that's, and, and in some ways, there's no way of controlling it. You just gotta, mm-hmm. you just gotta hope that people are gonna be talking about you and singing your praises and um, yeah. And I think, you know, so for, true. for us on weddings, it just meant when you're there on the day, you got to look the Bring part. you got to be doing your best job. You've got to be so friendly to everyone so yeah. that when someone goes, hey, I want to have someone for my wedding and they like your work, they'll go, those yeah. guys were great, you know? And that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's as big as a part of posting up ads and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, oh, mate, that's so true. I think... Um it plays the same role of significance in a commercial context too. Mm. Because like I was saying before, like people want to work with people that they enjoy working with, but there's also something to say about trust. And, Mm. you know, like you're not going to get, you might do like if if you have clearly got a history of, of great client partnerships. Well, I got logos on my website because I'm like, if creative directors are not sure about me, if they can go to my bio page and see who I've worked with, hopefully that'll establish client trust so they feel that they can trust me with budget, which I think there's something really to say about that um, in itself. But, you know, because everything is so saturated now, there's so many options of people that you can choose from. You're up against it with so many people. I think the word of mouth plays particular importance now than it more than ever because people want to know people can be trusted and they're good at what they do. And, you know, they've, they were a, they were good to work with. They delivered on time. They weren't, you know, they weren't really dramatic or just over the top, but, you know, they delivered and they delivered a great product. I think that's like something to say about that. I actually, it's funny, like one of my clients now that I've worked with quite a lot last year, I got an in with them because I'd emailed their partner unknowingly 
who worked for an agency who did some magazines that I really liked and I was like oh hey I could really like to work with you guys here's my work and um here's my number if you if you'd like to like to connect there's a mutual interest and at the time they were like it was like kind of mid-covid and they're like oh we've all our production budget budgets have dropped so we haven't got anything but um done my previous colleague does have um some work that needs doing and i got an email the next day from this from this guy and you know i went on one shoot with him went on the second shoot and then realized that the person he recommended me was his partner and like she'd got the email when they were both like chilling uh. out in bed about to go to sleep for the night and he was like do you know any like photographers that could work with me and she's like oh i just got this email from this guy <laughs> I can't work with them right now, but hey, like here's his work. How funny. And I got like a, a brand new client who's been a great client to have and I've done a bunch of work with them <laughs> this past year. It's really great. That's brilliant. <laughs> I love that. So there's some stuff you just can't control. I feel like that's how it always is. I feel like you can't control 60% of your marketing. Yes. It's just like you just have to do the best you can with the opportunities you get given and then hope for the best. Just be a nice guy. Be a nice guy. Promote the work you want to do, etc brilliant this is a pretty interesting chat to be honest yeah i feel like i've learned stuff from you i'm gonna go on linkedin now yeah just, well i just, just got a notification through saying that you've liked something on my linkedin yes well when you were talking about it i might have opened up the website <laughs> dominic doring and 12 others reacted to your post big wow. spender wow. oh that's a good one but um, i um i wanted to share a little funny anecdote that i thought of yeah go day. on yeah just thought, just I, go on, I thought share. a funny thing um the other day so it's so off topic but i wrote it down because it's like it's just funny pray do tell i did a um we'll end on a light note shall we <laughs> yeah it's another light note i did a uh did a shoot with um a music artist called jake isaac mm-hmm. i and, love jake's um, work uh it's not it's not out yet but we uh we re- basically recorded this sort of narrative piece intertwined with music and all sort of stuff and um we were going back and forth for a good few weeks with emails and Zooms with the mm. actors and all this sort of stuff, all about the, the script and how it's all going to work and what we think. And there were these these two lovely actors who were in it, um, Kike and Josh, and they had written the script together and we were all just kind of navigating this whole thing. It's brilliant. We're shooting on, we're, we get to set in Margate. We spend the whole day recording these like um, music pieces with jo- with jake and towards the end of the day we start filming the narrative pieces and um these two the two actors kike and josh come on to set and me being my early directorness was like kind of navigating like how do i direct this like what do i i want to come across really well i want to feel like i'm empowering them i want to feel like i'm kind of in charge like i get to you know i, I want to mm-hmm. figure out like where do i stand as a director mm-hmm and so they're there and I said, hey, why don't we just run the scene through? Let's just see what it looks like. And then we were doing it all as one take, right? So I was like, so I can figure out where I'm going to plot the camera and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they start doing this scene and it's like this relationship scene. They're kind of doing this dialogue. Um, it's as if they are kind of like having a bit of a breakdown in their relationship and they're at this hotel. And so they're, um, they're, they're like having this conversation. I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this is incredible. Like, I'm thinking to myself, like, these guys are really, like, either I have no concept of what good acting is or these guys are incredible, you know? <laughs> and so they finish doing their scene mm-hmm. and I, I look at them both and I go, 
I was like, you guys, you guys are incredible. I was like, that was so good. I was like, well done. Like, that was really good. Like, just mm-hmm. kind of being like, you know, th- these are just some, these are two friends who are helping Jake out. Mm-hmm. Probably like acting school guys, like just mm-hmm. wanted to just make sure that they realize that what they're doing is great and I'm grateful for it. <laughs> so we do the whole shoot, the whole shoot passes. We film this whole thing yeah. and I go home and I jump on Instagram and Kike has started following me. So I click on her account, just have a little see what's going on, what sort of stuff she's done. And um, she's reposted a story from Josh. So I click on Josh's account. He's got 200,000 followers. And I'm like, hold on a minute. I have a little scroll down looking through his thing. And it turns out that he is a professional actor. He's been in feature films and most recently has been in Mamma Mia 2 as one of like the main actors. Josh Dillon's his name. You can look him up. Excellent. I just had a moment to myself where I said, I, what I realized I said to her, I said, you guys are really good at this. Well done. Shut (laughs) up. Right. That is wonderful. And that is something that everyone will go through sooner or later. How, how patronizing (laughs) could I have been? Do your research. That is what that says. Do you know what I mean? Like we've been in countless zoom calls and I just, and I do not, I'm glad because Mamma Mia 2 was actually, uh, I watched it last year with Martha and it was, we loved it. We absolutely loved it. Martha's brother said to watch it. Um, so we did. And I absolutely adored the film. thought it was brilliant. Love music. Do you remember Josh in it now? The thing is on our set, well, on our shoot, he had short hair. He had his haircut. And in the yeah. film, he had really long kind of like hair, like, I don't know, like top knot yeah, sort yeah. of style hair. So I messaged him on Instagram and I was like, I was like, dude, I had no, I was like, thanks so much for today. I had no idea you were in Mamma Mia 2. And he said, ha ha, yeah, the hair, the hair gives it away sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, like the hair, the hair doesn't help. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's my hands in my, my head in my hands. It's like, what you fooled? Anyway, <laughs> well, that's kind of funny. Oh, mate. That, that I don't know why I was reminded of it the other day, but I was just like, oh, I just want to share that because I thought that's, that's a fun little anecdote. Do you know what? It's such a good anecdote because there is, I feel like I can relate to that. I did this shoot last year for Habitat and if you're not in the UK, Habitat's a mainstream furniture store, like homeware store. Yeah. And we did this shoot in London and it had been passed on to me from a friend of mine who could do it and I kind of like jumped on kind of two weeks before being like, okay, I'll do, I'm going to do this shoot now. And um, prime example of not doing my research, I turned up to, to set and, you know, we're setting up, we're getting the tethering ready and, you know, the Habitat guys are coming in one by one and meeting them. And obviously there's the contact that I've been booked for with the producer. And then this dude walks up and a bit of an older guy and seems really nice. And I'm not kind of, I'm not really a very assuming kind of person. Like, you know, I, I like to kind of keep it quite human and like to be quite normal. Like, oh, hey, like I'm Toby. Like, how are you? What? So what do you do? You know, yeah. Habitat. And he was like, oh, I'm the head of global creative, like the creative director. And I was like, that's something that I should know. Like <laughs> as the photographer, I should really know who the creative director is on a shoot. I was like, I just had that moment of like, you flipping idiot <laughs> In, inside us I, I was just like oh yeah yeah cool nice nice <laughs> it's oh, always it's a weird so one though isn't it? when you're on a shoot and you don't know who someone is <laughs> I, like, I had this i had this this weekend like one mm. of the people was sat in the control room in in the in the studio yeah and i kind of walked in i was like hey guys how are you doing like i knew who the sound engineer was and there was just a lady sat on a chair at the back and she was the only person who i just didn't know what she was doing yeah and it's like how do you basically say hey 
what are you hit what are you hit doing here without sounding like yeah yeah yeah. what the hell are you doing here you know so i was Uh like i was like hey how you doing i'm dom she's like yeah i'm so and so and i was like oh cool and i was like so um, I was like, so what's what's your like? I said, oh, not to sound weird, but what's your role? What's your role here? What's Shut role up! Here? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are what are you doing here in your head? Shut up! <laughs> Shut <laughs> up! Oh, so it's like, yeah. Did she uh, respond uh, to you with grace or with? Oh a bit yeah, of she was. Like, fu- uh, she was. She was super chill. That's funny. She was man. lovely. She was actually lovely all day. But I just it's just so that awkward funny. moment where I'm like. How how do you go like so? Are you in the band or are you a manager or like mm-hmm. you know? And and the problem is sometimes you know she's she was a BV a backing vocalist, mm-hmm. and I was like you know thank God she was a backing vocalist and not like the person yeah. from Amazon who yes. was the client that would have just I don't know been, first thing I say on set been awful. Hey, who are you? They go, um, I'm the guy who's paying your wages, mate. Right? Thanks. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Oh, bro. Good times. I think these stories are just brilliant because they're just something so there's something so normal about them. Do you know what I mean it's like that's true, everyone yeah. will go through this? I will do it again, inevitably, at some point in the future. I'm just like, oh man, good times. Just laugh yeah. about it when you're past it. I remember being in the Uber that day, going back to the Paddington, and I was like, <laughs> that's just a moment I will never forget. I was just yeah. like, don't do that again. That wasn't cool. Just pretend but you know who they are all day. Yeah. Do you know what though? Like, thankfully, he wasn't very impressed in the moment. Clearly, wasn't very impressed in the moment. But then I kind of really intentionally tried to build a rapport with him during the day. Just showed him the most utmost respect. Do you know what I mean? Just like, not in a, not in a weird way, but just like, just paid a lot of attention to make sure that I w- my kind of interactions with him were really good. And I think I won him over by the end of the day because he was really he was really pleased. But so yeah, there you go. Well Happy done, days. you. I, oh, thank um, you, thank I, you, mate. I ended my relationship with someone, with Josh, by not knowing who he was. So that was, you know, it's a different, different side to the story. You didn't know, did you? What? You did what? You didn't actually, did you? Didn't actually what? You didn't actually lose your relationship with Josh, did you? I don't even know if I had one. He's he's a proper actor. <laughs> I'm just a nobody filmmaker i'm just a filmmaker cheers we'll see we'll see what happens when we post a video and if he reposts it then we'll brilliant whether or not brother anyway what a what a lovely chat what a lovely chat i um just want to say to the to the wonderful listeners thank you very much for listening it's been um it's so encouraging to see people yeah enjoying the podcast sharing online i think dom and i have loved hearing from folks over email and um dm actually kind of what they're enjoying about our chats and if you've got anything we really would love to hear from you so on instagram you can find dom at uh dominic underscore during myself at underscore toby mitchell and yeah we'd love to hear from you i think that's um that's that cheers bro it's true thank you mate love you a long time love you a long time see you next week bro in a bit (laughs) 